Welcome to the Holmesville Church of the Brethren. This is the worship service for Sunday, May 14th, 2023. It is the sixth Sunday of Easter. Join in our call to worship. Our God, we gather to worship you, the one who creates all things. For the gift of creation, we give thanks. We gather to worship you, the one who brings salvation through Jesus Christ. For the gift of redemption, we give thanks. We gather to worship you, the one who sustains us by the Spirit. For the gift of your presence, we give thanks. We bring to you our offerings of thanks and praise for all your gifts. We worship you, our Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. O God, as we come to sing your praises. Bless us with your steadfast love in times of peace and in times of trial. Make your presence known to us this day, for we seek to know you better. Enliven us with your spirit of truth and increase our faith as we place our hope and trust in you. Amen.
Let us pray. When it doesn't seem to do any good, Creator God, we dare to be your people, to love those the world would have us reject, to be just in the face of every reason to mistreat, to be unafraid of whatever awaits us. When all the odds seem stacked against Jesus our Savior, 
we dare to live as your sisters and brothers, serving others with our hands and hearts, sharing in the burdens of our world, refusing to leave justice orphaned with no hope. When the wind seems to be knocked out of us by the blows of life, eternal companion, we dare to breathe joy upon those caught in the net of hopelessness peace into all the broken places around us, wonder for those who have lost sight of you. In you, we dare to live and breathe and be, God in community, holy in one, even as we pray as we are taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture today is John fourteen, fifteen through 21. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me, and those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. Thomas Long tells this story. Stashed way in a drawer somewhere around my house, now nearly forgotten, is a batch of old 45 RPM records from the 50s and early 60s. Here and there in this dusty stack, one can find an occasional recording by the great blues artist Jimmy Reed. A sharecropper's son, Reed brought the throbbing harmonica and guitar-driven black rhythm and blues of the Mississippi Delta into the popular rock and roll mainstream. My high school friends and I, fancying ourselves a budding rock band, would play and replay those recordings, Big Boss Man, Bright Lights, Hush Hush, Baby What You Want Me To Do, trying to imitate Reed's hypnotic rhythms on our cheap silvertone electric guitars, attempting in vain to capture the pain-soaked cries of his mahogany voice in our too-tight, too-white suburban throats. However, in placing the phonograph needle again and again in the grooves of Jimmy Reed's records, we began to notice something curious. 
if one listened very carefully, there could sometimes be heard ever so faintly in the background a woman's voice softly murmuring in advance the next verse of the song. The story that grew up around this, and perhaps it is true, was that Jimmy Reed was so absorbed in the bluesy beat and the throbbing guitar riffs of his music that he simply could not remember the words of his own song. He needed help with the lyrics, and the woman's voice was none other than that of his wife, devotedly coaching her husband through the recording session by whispering the upcoming stanzas into his ear as he sang. Whether or not this story is accurate, Christians will surely recognize a parallel experience. Jesus tells his followers that the role of the Holy Spirit is, in effect, to whisper the lyrics of the gospel song in the ears of the faithful. When Jesus was present, he was the one who instilled in them the right words, coached them through the proper verses, taught them the joyful commandments. But now that Jesus approaches his death, now that he draws near to his time of departure, now that the disciples will be on their own without him, that task is to be handed over to the Holy Spirit. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of Truth. John fourteen fifteen through 17 The primary task, then, of the Holy Spirit is reminding the faithful of the truth, jogging the memories of the followers of Jesus about all of his commandments so that they can keep them in love, whispering the lyrics of the never-ending hymn of faithful obedience in their ears. It may surprise us to think of the Holy Spirit in this way, as a quiet, whispering teacher of the commandments of Jesus. Often, the Spirit is advertised in flashier terms. The Spirit gives ecstasy. The Spirit evokes speaking in unknown tongues. The Spirit prompts dramatic and miraculous healings. Indeed, the Holy Spirit of God does perform such deeds, but these are all derivative of the one primary activity of the Spirit, reminding the children of God about everything that Jesus taught and commanded, whispering the gospel lyrics into the ears of the forgetful faithful. When Jimmy Carter was running for President of the United States, one of the more vivid moments in the campaign passed by almost unnoticed. One Sunday morning, candidate Carter had been worshiping at the Baptist Church in Plains, Georgia. When the service was over, he exited the church into the swarm of press and camped on the church's front lawn. Cameras whirring, video lights glaring, Microphones thrust forward, the media mavens moved in for interviews, pushing themselves to think of clever questions to ask a presidential candidate on the way out of a Southern Baptist church. Did you like the sermon? Did you enjoy the choir this morning? Do you plan to remain a Baptist in Washington? On and on the banal questions spewed. 
Suddenly, a reporter, probably in a stroke of luck, shouted out a question that genuinely mattered. Mr. Carter, suppose when you are president you get into a situation where the laws of the United States are in conflict with what you understand to be the will of God. Which will you follow, the laws of the state or the commandments of God? Carter stopped, looked up, and blinked into the bright Georgia sun, obviously turning the question over in his mind. Then, perhaps still in the Spirit on the Lord's day, perhaps with the Spirit gently whispering the lyrics of the gospel into his ears, he turned toward the reporter and replied, I would obey the commandments of God. Alert aides, alarmed by his candor, unnerved by their candidate's near-treasonous remark, hurriedly whisked him away from the press and into a waiting car. Carter, the politician, should have avoided the question or hewed closely to the law of the land. But Carter, the Christian, had the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ whispering in his ear, Do you love me? The world cannot see or know me, but do you love me? Do you keep my commandments? The reason we need the Holy Spirit murmuring the gospel in our ears, of course, is that we are notoriously forgetful. As one commentator has pointed out, an early Christian definition for being lost was to have amnesia. We are amnesiacs who cannot keep our calling clearly in mind. Like the great Jimmy Reed, we are caught up in the rhythms, but we forget the lyrics. We know that we are created to serve and love one another, but the pressure builds and the temptation is strong and we simply forget who we are and what we are purposed to do and be in life. The doctrine of sin discloses that our loss of memory is not a momentary lapse. Having lost our memory, we now choose forgetfulness again and again preferring the oblivion of amnesia to the sharp accountability of remembering the commandments. In his book, Lost in the Cosmos, the last self-help book, Walker Percy describes a frequent plot device of soap operas, movies, and novels. A principal character will develop amnesia. He or she is in a new place with a new job, a new set of friends, perhaps a new lover. This plot device is endlessly fascinating since it feeds our fantasies about a risk-free forgetting of the old self and the embarking on a new identity. Percy decides to push the question of amnesia to its highest power. Imagine, he writes, a soap opera in which a character awakens every morning with amnesia. Every day, the character is in a strange house with a strange and attractive man or woman. Everything is new and fresh, the view from the window, the partner, the sense of self. Does this prospect intrigue you? asks Percy. If it does, what does this say about your non-amnesiac self? His point, of course, is the lure of forgetfulness. One way to describe sin is willful forgetfulness. We choose amnesia. We decide as an act of the will not to remember that we are God's very own Son, 
God's very own daughter. God's mercy is, in part, the grace of memory. God's Spirit whispers in our ear, telling us what we cannot or will not remember, refreshing our memory about who we are and to whom we belong. When, in situations of challenge and stress, we remember the comfort and demand of the gospel, it is because the voice of God's Holy Spirit whispers the lyrics in our ear. Corey Tenboom tells the story of a miracle of memory. Twenty years before the events of The Hiding Place, Corey's mother suffered a serious stroke, one that left her unable to speak or walk. When Corey's sister, Nolly, was married, Corey and her sisters helped their radiant mother to a pew in the church. Corey imagined that no one present would have guessed the gracious and smiling woman in the front pew could neither walk nor speak. The Ten Boom daughters chose to close the wedding service with their mother's favorite hymn, Fairest Lord Jesus. As Corey stood in the pew to sing, she heard an astonishing sound from behind her. Behind me in the pew, Corey recounted, Mama's voice was singing too. Word after word, verse after verse, she joined in. Mama, who could not speak four words, singing the beautiful words without a stammer. Her voice, which had been so high and clear, was hoarse and cracked, but to me it was the voice of an angel. The same Jesus, whose first miracle took place at a wedding in Cana, was carrying out another wedding miracle in a Netherlands church nearly 2,000 years later. But the words she had sung she was not able to say, nor did she ever sing again, Corey wrote. It had been an isolated moment, a gift to us from God, his very own special wedding present. Four weeks later, with a smile on her face, Cornelia Tenboom went home to be with the Lord. Brothers and sisters, in the final analysis, none of us will be able to construct a self. We must all be given a story not of our own making. Where we have no faithful memory, God remembers— and by the grace of God, God's Holy Spirit whispers the lyrics of the saving gospel in our ears. Let us pray. O oh God, forgive us when we fail to remember your great love for us. Continue to whisper the lyrics to us as we strive to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Way.
in the dusk of the twilight. Dim be the region afar. Will not the deepening darkness brighten the glimmering star? Receive the benediction. Go in the name of God, the one who created all the nations of the earth. Go in the name of Christ, the one who abides in love and abides in you. Go in the name of the Spirit of Truth, the one who guides you, whispering in your ear the words of hope. Amen.